Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Welcome to this week's episode of The Pool Guy Show, the podcast I recently recorded on common errors and mistakes in your pool care uh, was very successful, and so I'm going to follow it up with another part where I talk about other mistakes and errors you may make with your pool filtration system and also when you go to clean your pool. So stay tuned for some more um, things to avoid doing with your swimming pool. Today's podcast is brought to you by InYourPools.com. In Your Pools has been helping pool owners find the right pool parts since 2001. With over 50,000 pool parts in stock, order online today and have the parts delivered right to your door. This podcast is also brought to you by Riptide Pool Vacuum System. The Riptide is a powerful vacuum system that gets large leaf debris off the bottom of the pool rapidly. So if you service pools for a living, the Riptide would be a great product to speed up your day out there on your route. You can learn more about the Riptide at www.riptidevac.com. So in the podcast I recorded a couple weeks ago, I talked about common mistakes you can make with your pool care. And just this week, I was on my pool route, and one of the customers had left their heater on, their spa, and turned the valves back to pool mode, and the pool was 80 degrees. Now, that wasn't too bad, but I got to another account the next day, and they had done the same thing and left it on all week. And the pool was about 93 degrees when I, I got there. The spa was heating up the pool to 100, so... Yeah, they're going to get a pretty big gas bill for sure. So that was one of the mistakes I mentioned in the previous podcast that when you turn your heat, make sure you turn your heater off before you turn your valves back to pool mode. Otherwise, it'll come back on when it goes on the normal uh, time cycle. And this happens a lot in the summertime on my route. So I'm sure that's a pretty common mistake. So in this podcast, I'm going to go over some other um, things that I notice when I uh, bid an account or get a new service account that the customer wasn't doing correctly and also from comments that I get on my YouTube channel and website. And the first thing I notice is that um, the pool filter is tend, tended, is tended, tends to be ignored by the um, pool owner. So they think it's not a really important uh, factor of the pool. When in fact, the pool filter is one of the most important factors, I think. Uh, and it's often overlooked even by pool, ser- pool service professionals when they go to bid an account they'll they won't look at the filter and when they take over the account they're going to have water chemistry issues so the first thing i do whenever i bid an account is take a look at the filter i'll take the lid off and inspect it to make sure that everything is in order and many times the customer depending on the filter type but the diatomaceous earth filters de filters they require diatomaceous earth or to be recharged with it and it's that powder you can purchase at the pool store and uh, a lot of times I'll get to an account that, that's looking really bad and I'll take the lid off the filter and the customer's not putting diatomaceous earth in the filter. It's a very common uh, oversight. Or they're putting too little diatomaceous earth in the filter so the grids are just lightly coated. Or in some cases I've been there where they're putting so much DE in the pool that the filters are so packed in I can't even get the grids out. So there is actually... Um, 
a guide on the bag of diatomaceous earth, how much to add to your pool. So I find this is a very common um, problem with uh, the diatomaceous filters. The customers are not adding the right amount of DE, and they're not cleaning their filters on a regular basis. I recommend cleaning a diatomaceous filter. If it's a full-size filter, 48 square foot or larger, uh, at least every six months. If your pool's really dirty, maybe every four months. Um, you can backwash in between cleaning the filter. I've also uh, taken over accounts with cartridge filters and taking it apart and finding that the customer charges it with DE. And in one case, I asked the customer, why did you put diatomaceous earth in this filter? It's a cartridge filter. And they told me that the person at the pool store said they needed it for their filter. And more apparently, the person at the pool store never asked what type of filter. They just assumed it was DE filter. And that happens a lot, too. And when you do that to a cartridge filter, that pretty much ruins the uh, the cartridges inside the filter. So you're more than likely going to have to replace the cartridges if you're using DE in your cartridge filter at the, at the moment. Or if you discover a pool that has that in there, I just replace the cartridges. It makes it a lot easier. Because basically, the diatomaceous earth will get inside the, the fibers of the cartridge filter, and, and you're not going to have the same uh, water clarity if you even just clean them off. And then, of course, the sand filter. I, what I see a lot of happening with the sand filter is that the customers are backwashing the sand filter too too often. So they'll be backwashing it every week regardless of if the PSI goes up. So generally speaking, with a sand filter, you want to wait until the pressure gauge or PSI goes up um, 10 PSI. So if, it's that, if, you're, if your um, sand filter is at 15 or 20, let's say 20, and it's at 28, then you backwash it. But if it's at 22, you don't want to backwash it because the more you backwash it, the less efficient it runs. It actually runs better when it's a little bit dirty, so uh, don't overdo it with the sand filter. And this is probably not an error of the customer, but a lot of builders will put in a very small filter for the pool size. And I've taken over accounts where um, I took over an account where it's a fiberglass pool, and they put a 100-square-foot cartridge filter in there. And it was about 20,000 gallons. And in California, that's just not going to cut it with the amount of heat we get, the amount of trees, and uh, the amount of algae that can form in the pool. So I replaced it with a full-size filter at that point. But that's also a, a concern with your pool. If you just bought a house or you are thinking about having a pool built, the bigger the filter, the better in most cases. So if you, took over, if you just bought a pool with a really small filter, you notice that the pool's not staying clear. Uh, that's the problem. So the filter is a major factor in your pool care. And, you know, the number one tip is to keep it cleaned. Inspect it every time you clean it for any tears in the DE grids, any cracks in the manifold. Um, when you check the manifold, sometimes there's a crack underneath the manifold. I've had that happen a few times where the top looks intact. But when I take it off the grids, there's a crack on the bottom. And so you inspect that. If you have a cartridge filter, make sure that uh, one way to know that it's wearing out is there's bands that are holding the pleats separated. So once those bands start to wear out and the cartridge filter starts to expand, generally that's when you want to replace the filter. Um, also, when you hose it off, if it just stays really dirty still, doesn't come back to the white color, that's a sign that it's wearing out also. Um, generally speaking, you know the grids on a D-filter will last maybe four to five years, and the cartridges, depending on the size of the filter, the larger cartridge filters will last about three or four years. The smaller single bullet cartridge filters, you figure you're going to get six months to a year out of the cartridge before you replace it. So um, yeah, the filter definitely is critical. 
So back to the DE filter, when you do backwash the filter, you need to recharge it with some DE about, uh, depending on the size of the filter, you know, three or four scoops. I have videos that cover all this. But bottom line is don't ignore the pool filtration. The filter is about 80%, I think, of the battle with the pool. Besides the runtime, not running the pool long enough, having a dirty filter really contributes to problem water and water clarity. And, you know, one of the things that the filter does is circulate, helps clear out the bacteria and algae and all the viruses. And if the filter's dirty, it's not going to run effectively. And you'll notice a big difference once you clean the filter. You'll notice that the chlorine is holding a lot better than prior to you cleaning the filter. So that's um, one thing that you want to make a note of. The filter is critical. And I mentioned in the last podcast about not putting the valves back in the right position if you have manual valves. One thing I need to mention also is that on the Jandy valves, which are very common and very popular, on the handle there's a safety tab on the bottom. And this is to prevent you from turning it past a certain point which would cause some problems to your pool either turning it past the point and, and turning off the flow to the pump or turning past the point and turning off the return to the pool so a lot of times customers will turn these valves uh, very violently and quickly and they'll break that tab off the bottom and many a times I've gone to a pool where it's been over rotated where a lot of the return is not going back to the pool because it's not set right so make sure that you check the handles, the Jandy valve handles, that they stop at a certain point and not go all the way around in a 360. That means that the valve has the valve handle has to be replaced. So that's a little tip there with the Jandy valve itself. And you can refer to the first podcast when I talk about um, setting the valves in the wrong position. And let me talk a little bit now about um, cleaning your pool and the equipment that you use. So a lot of the times I'll see the customer's equipment, I'll see their vacuum head and the vacuum hose that they've been using to clean their pool and um, it's almost comical because the vacuum head is just not sufficient to vacuum the pool. It's probably a really cheap vacuum where it gets stuck on the bottom of the pool and you try to vacuum with it and it's just getting stuck onto the plaster. So usually that's a sign that the vacuum is really cheap and not made for your particular uh, horsepower pump. A lot of vacuums are made for above ground pools with really small pumps and filters. So one thing you have to invest in is a good vacuum head. You may not have to go all the way to a pro vacuum like the Pentair uh, ProVac that I use on my route, but you definitely want to invest in a good vacuum that's not going to get stuck to the bottom of the pool while you're vacuuming because, um, you know, one and a half horsepower, one horsepower pump, there's a lot of suction in the skimmer and that will happen. And to go along with a cheap vacuum head, I've seen many cheap vacuum hoses and what happens with these hoses is that you'll hook it up to your vacuum, you'll put it in the pool, and then you'll attach it to your skimmer, and then the hose will collapse on itself or cavitate because of the suction of the pool so great that the hose is not really made, again, for a pump with a one-horsepower or higher rating on it. So a lot of times if you get a, a pool hose, you know, a 30-foot, 40-foot pool hose for, for $18, $20, it's going to be really cheap, and it's going to have a problem with you using it to even vacuum the pool. So definitely invest in a standard vacuum hose, maybe professional grade if you can afford it, a professional vacuum. That way you're not having the problem with, one, the vacuum getting stuck on the bottom of the pool and you can't move it, and two, you can't um, vacuum because the hose is collapsing in on itself from the suction. So those are something to note when you're looking for your equipment that you want to get a really good quality vacuum and hose. 
If you do have a vinyl pool, I suggest getting a brush vac. Uh, better than that, if you have a vinyl pool, I really don't like vacuuming vinyl pools at all because of the fact you could tear them. So for a vinyl pool, I really highly recommend getting a automatic cleaner. And I definitely recommend getting the bouncing type, either a Zodiac G3, Zodiac Ranger, or the uh, Zodiac Wahoo. Those would be my choices for an above-ground pool or for an in-ground or an in-ground vinyl pool. Uh, they have a really safe diaphragm. Their foot pads are really soft, and there's really no way it's going to tear the liner. So those would be my choice for you. And I wouldn't, you know, vacuuming a vinyl pool is just really um, risky in, in some cases with a manual vacuum. You don't want to use ones with wheels on it. And you can definitely use the brush vac, but that takes a very long time to vacuum. And it's just easier just to have an automatic cleaner for that uh, surface type. But definitely um, look into investing in that if you have a vinyl pool. So along those same lines, another thing that I'll run into, sometimes I'll be back there and I'll see the customer's pole and it's a really beat up or rinky-dink pool pole and you really can't get much done with a pool pole that's not effective. And if you just invest, you know, 30 or $40 into a good telepole, it'll make your life a whole lot easier than fighting with these cheap, you know, $15, $20 pool poles you get at the pool store or online. They just don't work. Um, they're really light. They're really flimsy. The clips, um, the holes where you clip on your your leaf rake or vacuum snap and the vacuum will fall right off the pole or the leaf net will fall right off the pole and you're just fighting a losing battle with the cheap equipment so really consider investing in a good pool pole there's many out there I can recommend one for you if you want to email me but man some of the poles that I've seen and some are like jerry-rigged together they'll put like a a pin in there they'll hold it together it's just um, it's almost laughable so one of the reasons you may find it hard to maintain your pool is you're just not using the right equipment. You're using a cheap vacuum hose, a cheap, cheap vacuum head, a cheap pole, and a cheap skimmer. And getting the better quality tools, you'll, you'll make your cleaning uh, of the pool very easy and very smooth. And you'll actually enjoy doing it because everything's going to be working properly. So definitely keep that in mind if you're going to maintain your pool by yourself and you want to get the right equipment. And one last thing on vacuuming the pool, a lot of uh, people will brush their pool or um, brush the walls down and then vacuum it, but that's not going to be effective. Um, the best way to clean your pool effectively is to skim the surface and then vacuum the pool and try to get the vacuum. If you have a good vacuum head, you can pull it up the walls pretty high, so vacuum as high on the walls as you can. And then last, you want to brush the walls or brush anywhere else in the pool. But you definitely want to vacuum before brushing, and you know the technique of brushing your pool, brushing the walls, and brushing the shallow into the deep end, and then vacuuming, it's just not effective. It takes a lot more time. You know you're spending you know time brushing it, and then you're spending 20 or 30 minutes waiting for the dust to settle. Some of it won't settle. The water gets cloudy, and it's just not an effective method. Just vacuum the pool um, from shallow end to deep end, or wherever your skimmer's at and then brush any areas you may have missed and that's it it's a really simple thing to do and any other techniques don't work it's just straight vacuuming the pool and then there are some safety issues that need to be addressed uh, one of them that I find on occasion is that uh, the skimmer lid is cracked or missing so there's just a big hole on your deck and very dangerous for one thing you can walk around your deck step in it and break your ankle 
I know a pool guy that was vacuuming a pool, and he left the skimmer lid off. He was walking around, and he stepped in the skimmer and broke his ankle. So it's very common, and it's very dangerous to have a skimmer without a lid on it. Besides that, kids like to play around with stuff, and they'll definitely be sticking their hands in there. And if they take the basket out and put their hand inside the pipe, it could be a very dangerous situation. So definitely have the skimmer lid replaced. They're really inexpensive. And if you have one that's cracked or doesn't fit well, you definitely want to replace it. Um, another problem that I run into with skimmer lids is sometimes uh, the customer will get a skimmer lid that's not doesn't match the skimmer itself. Um, usually on the lid, it'll have the brand, you know, Hayward, Pentair, Waterway. So it'll be loose-fitting or extremely tight. You can't get it out. So I've run into that case, too, where I've had trouble getting the skimmer lid off because it's the wrong manufactured lid. Um, it causes a lot of problems because getting that lid off can be troublesome. So definitely have the skimmer lid on your pool. And if you have an intermatic timer, a lot of the times I'll f get to an account and the shield that covers the wires is missing. Um, you know, if you go to turn on your pool manually and touch those wires that are exposed, you can get shocked by 220 volts. It does not feel good. So those shields are there for a purpose. Make sure that you have it on your timer and they're only a few dollars to replace so definitely have those shields on your timer and why I'm talking safety uh, I also want to mention uh, pool toys in the pool and I see this a lot in the summertime I'll get to an account and it's just full of toys floats on the surface and they you know it doesn't really cause a problem with the uh, pool maintenance at all um, the only problem with pool toys is that they're very attractive to young kids and so a kid will see the toy floating in the pool, maybe a colorful floater. He'll reach out to grab it and fall in the pool, and that could be a really bad situation. So I always take the toys out, and a lot of kids will be looking for their favorite toy. And if it's at the, you know, on the first step or in the bottom of the pool, they're going to think they can get the toy out themselves. So you know, after using your pool, always clear those toys out of there and put them to a, put them to the side. Uh, just for that hazard, for, you know, the kids are attracted to that kind of thing. And let me jump back real quick to the intermatic timers. They're very common. They're very popular. I think most pools have them. Um, the on-off tabs, um, you got to make sure that they're screwed on there tight. A lot of times I'll get to an account and the on-off trippers um, were not screwed on tight. And so what will happen is the, they'll move around and, and usually the on-off are right next to each other. So the pool comes on for 10 minutes and then turns off. Uh, so make sure those on-off trippers are on there tight so that won't happen. And the other drawback with that also is uh, the pool may not turn off if the tripper is loose. So definitely check those on-off trippers. And uh, I can cover a lot more, but I think I'll save it for another podcast on common mistakes and errors. And I think um, if you do the things that I mentioned in this podcast, you'll avoid a lot of the common areas with common errors with your pool filtration, with the maintenance of your pool, and um, with the safety of your pool. So just keep in mind that the pool filtration is a major factor in the pool water clarity and that using the proper tools to clean your pool is going to make your life a lot easier, uh, definitely. If you need more resources or more help, you can definitely go to my website. On my website, I have an ebook for sale for $9.99, and you can uh, find a lot of helpful video links in that ebook. There's over 500 video links in there. And each section covers a different aspect of your pool care, from chemistry to automatic cleaners. And that's one thing I didn't touch on here is automatic cleaner errors. And I'll probably have to do a separate 
one on that, just on automatic cleaners and the things that I see that people do with their automatic cleaners. Um, and if you're in the pool industry and you're looking for one-on-one -on -one help with your pool route, uh, think about joining my coaching program. For $10 a month, you can text me in real time. For $20 a month, you can call and text me. You also get 10% um, off your SPPA liability insurance. And you'll get 10% off the Riptide pool vacuum system. And plus, you get a free copy of my ebook and get invited to the group me chat where you can post questions for other pool guys and gals to help you with during the day. It's a great way to um, further your business. I can also help you with some marketing and uh, bidding on pools. I just had a guy today bidding on a pool and uh, we went over it through a text message. So there's a lot of great resources there. And of course, my YouTube channel, there's a lot of videos I have on there. I have over 750 videos to help you with your pool care needs and check those out. And listen to the prior podcast I did on pool common pool errors. I covered um, the valves. I also covered leaving the heater on. And, um, and I also covered the proper water level in the pool. So check out that podcast. It was a couple weeks ago. I'll have the link in the description if, this is, if you're listening to the YouTube version of this podcast. And also have the link um, on the podcast website for you for that podcast. So thanks for listening to today's podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.